Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning. I like there's 12 people on here for the first day of first call that I'm hosting of 2024. So happy new year. How's it going? Do y'all have a good holiday season? Good new year? Yeah? Okay, cool. Well, we're going to continue. We're going to just start out the year like hot. We're going to come in hot. We're going to continue with my tech tools because people always ask me, I think beyond systems and people are always asking me about systems. Okay. People are then asking me what tools I use and follow-up boss is the CRM that I have chosen for my business. So if you don't use follow-up boss, this is going to be a really good introduction for you. If you do, hopefully you learn something about how you can use this tool to be um, that you can utilize in your business. And if you're using it a different way, uh, come off and share it with me because I'm always looking for ways to improve. Okay, so that being said, um, how many of you use a follow-up boss? None. Literally nobody. Okay, cool. Lani, Lani does. Lani does. Okay, cool. One person uses follow-up boss. Okay, cool. So that's fine. We're going to just, I'm going to be talking to a bunch of people who don't know anything about follow-up boss, so you're going to learn a lot today. I love it. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. So you can actually probably take a lot of what I'm doing and and adopt it to your own CRM Um I know some people use KB4, some people use Chime, actually Lofty. Um, I know some people use, there's some other CRMs out there. Um, I have used a very, I've used multiple CRMs. So I have used Referral Maker, which is Brian Buffini's. Uh, I started I started my business with that one. Um, I have switched then to, um, uh, what did I use after that? I think I went straight from there to KB4. Um, and then I switched off of KB Core into Follow Up Boss, mostly because I like the usability. The the it's really user friendly, like for me. So this is not for me trying to sell you Follow Up Boss. I have no affiliation link at all with Follow Up Boss. They don't offer a program. So why I'm spending the time is literally because I love the tool. I love what it's done for me and for my business, and I love how easy it is to learn. Here's an example: my admin has no experience in real estate, zero, zero. Okay. She is in my CRM every single day. She's in my CRM. She knows how to use it. She knows how to set up action plans. She knows how to send emails through it. She knows how to send text messages. So there's a lot that she does on a daily basis. It, so if you have someone who is new to real estate, that's why I think this is a great tool because it's easy for people who are um, no no experience and people who have a lot of experience. So um, I'm going to give you a little bonus, okay? Because I know like, people always want to ask about my action plans. What do your action plans look like? What do your drip campaigns look like? Tell me about your system. So I am going to pretend that we have a seller lead come in, okay? A seller lead has come in, whether it's come in through street text, whether it's come in through some of my organic outreach, whether it's coming from a referral, who knows? A seller lead has come in and the seller has now booked a listing appointment, okay? So that's where we're at. We're all we're all clear on the, the stage. Just because it's a lot easier for me to set the stage and be like jumping around, being like, what is what I do here? Okay. So this is what it looks like for me when a seller, when a listing appointment is booked. Okay. So let's share a screen. Let me know if y'all can see it here. Yeah, we're good. You can see my screen. Okay. So the cool thing about Follow Up Boss is that, uh, like I said, it's super user-friendly. It's very clear what you're going to be doing inside here. 
So everything for us starts inside our automations. We automate as much as possible. So if you have automations in your CRM and you don't have them set up, you are probably spending way too much time following up with people. Okay. So uh, I love follow-up to be on autopilot. I love things to be automated because it makes my life so much easier. It just gives me more time to focus on things that are going to drive more sales, more volume, more production, right? So that's, it's, and, and drive more happiness to my brain. Um, so uh, pretend pretending a seller has come in, a listing appointment has been booked. We have our automation set up S1 through different stages. So S1 is seller one, that's for the listing appointment preparation, all the way down to seller post-closing. So the seller post-closing actually runs out, um, it runs out, I think, about five years here. Um, and that include, it includes a various different things um, of what we're doing from a, the time a seller comes in to the time they um, close. So what happens for us, a really cool thing I love about it is that all I have to do is set up one or one of two triggers inside Follow-Up Boss in order for this action plan to take place. The first trigger is I have to set up the listing appointment. Um, or the second trigger is I have to add a tag that says listing appointment set. Now, ideally, I never have to add the tag because the the, the calendar is going to do it. And then ideally, that's because I have a listing appointment booked with at least three days to prepare. Because I'll tell you what, trying to prepare for a listing appointment in 24 hours is a pain. Does everyone agree with me on that? It's a pain. So I I do not book listing appointments unless it's like, unless it's, there's an exception, of course. But in general, I um, I try to book my listing appointments with at least a three-day notice. Because what you're going to see here is we do a lot of research on the front end. Lots and lots of research is being done on the front end. So what happens is when that seller comes in, uh, the, uh, the listing appointment is three days out. So prepare for listing appointment three days out. This action plan includes a ton of things step by step by step by step. What are we doing? We're going online. We're checking out property estimates. We're doing all of all of the things that we do. Okay. The other thing that I love about this, and if you have your if you have your CRM and you have a team and you or you want a team or you want to just like not have things in a million different places, because part of the whole reason I'm going through my tech stack here is to show you how I've simplified my business, is that we actually have notes in here. So when someone um, comes in and they want to know how to do something, there's notes that are actually in here with the SOPs on how to create it. So here, an SOP, so set appointment and follow-up boss. There is an actual appointment standard. We set appointments the same way every single time. We call it the exact same thing. We use the exact same description of the appointment. Because you know why? If you, have, if you don't have systems and you don't have routine, there's a lot of opportunity for, you, for things to slip through the cracks. So inside my, my CRM, I actually have my SOP in there for what that appointment standard looks like. Pretty cool, huh? I, I, I think so. So I'll tell you what, the other day I had my admin come in here and she was preparing for a listing appointment for the very first time, very first time. She's never done this before. And she did almost, almost all of it without any help. Almost all of it. There was a couple of questions that she had. Of course, I mean, it's her first time. But she did almost all of it without any help. And that's because everything was right there at the, at the click of her fingers. So all she had to do was simply click and say, here you go. Okay. So um, that's one way we use this. And then what happens is in the triggers, then this is going to, this is going to trigger. Now we need to start the listing appointment checklist. So we have a separate, a separate SOP or a separate process for the listing appointment checklist. Cause then what happens is once uh, we set the appointment, right? Then we have to, we have to actually get ready for the listing appointment. And you're not never going to go to a listing appointment without actually 
having everything you want prepared. And so we have this set for us to be at least a day out. And this is everything that we do. We actually have, uh, it's very simple. Here's a, here's a master appointment checklist. We have the link for it here. And that takes us over to everything on there. And it's a, it's a checkbox. Here's what you need to have for the listing appointment. Um, the next thing that we'll do in here to make sure that people are um, getting followed up with um, is we actually have a lot of text action plans as well. So follow-up boss is a little different than other um, CRMs in that you cannot send a bunch of auto. It does not automate automatically send text messages for you. Um, follow-up boss has done a lot of work to try to make sure that your emails and text messages are actually delivered. And one way they do that is by limiting to the capacity of how many text messages you can send out per day and how many bulk emails you can send out at a time. Because what happens is if you send out too many and too many people mark it as junk, right? Because how many of you ever get those those text messages and you, you turn, you, I, I've deleted it and reported it as junk. I do it all the time, right? And you don't want that to do, you don't want to do that. Like follow-up boss really, really has worked on having their text messages and emails delivered. So um, they actually limit those a lot. Um, but anyway, so we don't, you can't send out a bunch of automatic texts. So we actually have, text campaigns built in as templates. And we have an action plan that's like, send out this text, send out this text, send out this text. So my ISA, my admin, and my buyer's agents will all send out their texts as they come due. And it's also kind of nice because then we get allows them to actually take a little, take a second and personalize it if they need to personalize it. So it's kind of nice to be able to do that. So that's one way that we use Follow-Up Boss to make sure that we're taking people from the listing appointment all the way through to um, the path, the, the close the post closing let me show you what we do for a buyer it's very similar uh steve do you have a question about that yeah so when you set up all your um seller um stuff is, did you get that from somewhere or is that something that you said okay this is what i do and i gotta do this 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 and this 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 it's all it's just what i do it's my process yeah so it's the process that I've done. I mean, yeah, of course, I've learned some things over time, right? We all learn, we all pick up tips and whatnot. And I've just learned like, you know, if you, if you, most of you know who I am and you know that I'm super into data and analytics and understanding what your business is telling you, right? Like if you, like if, you're, that's a, if that's a surprise to you, I'm sorry, okay? Because that's like, I talk about that all the time. So what I've done over the years is I've taken like, what did I do for the, this listing appointment? The listing appointments that I get, cool, what did I do, right? And I write, I write it down, I journal everything. Like here's what I did. When I miss a listing appointment, this is what I did or this is what I didn't do. So I can always catch and see where those misses are. And that's allowed me to have a process that's consistent that allows me to ensure that when I'm actually going to a listing appointment, Okay. I say appointment in quotes for a reason. I'll tell you in a second. But it allows me when I'm actually going to a listing appointment to make sure that I'm going to get the appointment. And if I don't get it, it's it's because it wasn't a match. But it's not because I missed something in the process, right? Because the last the the worst thing is like, oh shoot, I didn't do this, right? I didn't do this. And would that have made the appointment? I don't know, but I can tell you that I did it for 20 other people and I got the appointment or I got the listing. So I don't know if that would have made it or break it, but now I know that I'm doing it right every single time. And also it helps to teach other agents. So when I have other agents who want to know how to get more listings or how to ensure they're converting more listings, I can easily show them, hey, here's my process. Make sense? So it's a lot, it's it's pretty cool. Um, so let me kind of show you what we do for buyers. It's very similar, uh, but for buyers, what we do is we have our automations and they're called B1 through B3. 
uh, buyer active. So of course, a buyer becomes uh, active once they've actually signed a buyer's agency agreement. And what we actually have a couple of automations in here that that include sending a buyer a welcome card and a seller a welcome card. So if you guys have AM cards, you can um, automatically uh, uh, integrate it with Follow Up Boss, and you can put people um, on drip campaigns through Follow Up Boss. Um, and you can also have templates set up in Follow Up Boss, so it's literally the click of a button. You can send someone a handwritten note. So it's really freaking cool, and that's part of what we do. So for buyers, we bring them in, we stage them. We have a bunch of notes in here that we we mark because I want to see, right? Like, here's your Google Drive link. Have you guys all watched my Google Drive presentation when I talked about how I use Google Drive to communicate with my clients, right? Yeah, anybody need anybody need to refresh you on that? Okay, so I'll refresh you real quick. Every single one of my clients gets a private Google Drive. And what happens is on the onboarding process, buyer or seller, on the onboarding process, and we do have an onboarding process. We don't just say, okay, we're going to meet you at this home and show you that. Oh, that works. We have an actual onboarding process. And that onboarding process is preferred to be in person. But if they can't meet in person, because sometimes people are really busy, it happens, we do a, a Zoom call. But during that onboarding process or during that call, we're educating them, telling them like, hey, here's what you're getting. Here's what we're going, we're going to set you up with. Now you have your own private Google Drive. So you should just bookmark this Google Drive. And we will even sometimes like make a short link with it with like a bit.ly with their name, right? So it's even easier. It'd be like alexmayer.com or whatever you want to do, right? It makes them think they have their own private website. It's pretty freaking cool. Um, but then they bookmark it. And so every time we have anything, whether it be some homes that they liked, notes on homes that they liked, um, offers that we wrote, uh, rejections, acceptances, contracts, all of those all go into one file. So the cool thing is that your clients are now accessing their portal. The last three clients have been like, Linnea, could you please upload that invoice into the portal? I don't see it yet. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I forgot. I didn't upload that invoice into your portal. But it's been awesome because I haven't had to do like it, it eliminates email back and forth, attachment issues, like trying to like scroll through all the emails to see where that email, where that document was attached. It's awesome. It just all goes into Google Drive. Like prelim titles, there's always like six or seven different copies of prelim titles, right? So, or and then final title, there's like so many different copies of titles. We have every single copy in there and we have them labeled with like a little description of what it is. So even those have a naming standard. So what happens is in the, during the buyer onboarding process or the buyer onboarding email, they're getting um, the, the a link to their Google Drive. And what you're seeing here is I was experimenting with a minute, um, uh, with a minute or for a minute of giving my clients a Notion link. Turned out to be a little bit more tech work, tech uh, too much too much technology for some people. So Google Drive is. So we're just gonna stick with Google Drive. So what happens is then there is a buyer welcome email that is an automated email that gets sent out, and that email. Uh, I'm sorry, it's not an automated email. It's a, it's a task. But the welcome email uh, has uh, a link to their drive, of course. It also has an intake form. Okay, so um, how many of you guys have a really strong process for onboarding buyers and sellers for clients? Okay, I'm going to encourage you, if you can change one thing in your business right now, focus on your onboarding process. Don't focus on the listing appointment preparation. Don't focus on all the other things. Don't focus on your transaction management. Yes, that's all important, right? But you can hire a TC. You can easily outsource that right now. You cannot hire somebody to fix your onboarding process. 
And the reason why an onboarding process is super, super important in your business and with your clients is because you want to create consistency, not just in what you do, but in, in the, in the daily actions that your clients are getting. Because that way you guys, we're, <laughs> we're in a bunch of legal, look, real, real estate industries in a bunch of legal battles right now. And the number one way that you are going to end up in a lawsuit that you will lose is if you don't have a set process, right? So you need to be on point with your compliance. So master the onboarding process. That onboarding process for us includes an intake form. The intake form is a series of questions that is like, obviously asking them, we, we've kind of already done the work. So we'll fill out a lot of it because a lot of the work is like, tell us about your home, where you want to live, all that sort of stuff. But the other things that we think about for the, for the intake process is for like long term, like what do you plan? How long do you plan to live in your home? How many of you ask your buyers that? How long do you plan to live here? What do you do with that information? Put in your CRM and you think maybe, okay, but have you ever thought about maybe putting them on like a separate drip campaign for, hey, it's like three years out. And then like every one year they get this, this, this sort of like gift from you. Two years, they get this gift. Three years, they get this gift. And then at year four, they said four, they said five to seven years. Okay. Well, now you're going to start selling information about selling their home, right? It allows you to be a little bit more organized. But the intake form includes questions like that. The intake form includes things like, you know, your birthday, kids' names, dogs, right? I never ask about cats just because I'm a dog person, but people sometimes say cats. <laughs> so my thing is like, well, do you have any dogs? I should probably change it to pets because I love all animals. But um, <laughs> but um, that's what the intake form looks like. And so what happens then is the the automations inside follow-up boss then ask them this second email is, did you fill out your intake form? Here is the link again. So we're reminding them. And I'm not having to remind them manually because I got to tell you, it's when I have during the when I have a lot of clients at one time or my team has a lot of clients at one time, it gets hard to try to remember where everyone is. So you get automated as much as possible. It's pretty awesome. And then we have a series of emails set up that are kind of just updating them on like next steps in the process, whatnot, you know, what to expect, what's going on in the market, just different sort of educational things. Because this particular phase, the active buyer is someone who has not yet found a home. They're on the market shopping. And some of us, myself included, have buyers who are waiting or they look and then they stop and then they look and then they stop and then they look and then they stop, right? We all have those buyers. So the, the, the buyer campaign that I have set up is intended to nurture them for about six months. And of course we turn it off when they go into contract, but it's intended to nurture them. So that way, if for some reason I get busy and I don't, I forget to call, which is very rare, but if it does happen, they're also getting an email too. So the next thing of it um, that we do as far as like the buyer process is we have our B2, which is our buyer pending, and that's more of the transaction management process. Um, and so we actually manage everything inside Notion. So once we get someone in contract, we actually don't touch them in follow-up boss at all, except to send an email. It's the only time we'll touch them in follow-up boss when they're in contract. And then once they have closed, Notion will then send them back to follow-up boss and put them and stage them automatically into a closed stage. Uh, and then they go on to a, a past client action plan. Okay. Did y'all learn something a little bit about not only follow-up bus, but my processes just now? Okay, cool. Um, there's a comment. So do you keep paper? No, I absolutely do not keep paper files. Yeah, two reasons. A, I work at home uh, and my office is full of too much paper as it is. Uh, B, um, uh, my, my central office keeps it at EXP, so they have everything there. But then C, like, there's just no reason to keep paper. So no, I don't keep paper files. Um, 
The other one Ashley said is that simple change of giving them their portal link has been a game changer and a huge time saver. Yeah, there you go. There's one tip to take away. So I'm giving you a lot of tips right now. Like take that one away. Ashley texted me the other day and she's like, I started doing that. It makes a big difference, you guys. And like you go to Bitly, it's super easy. Bitly, I think you get like 10 free links a month or something like that. I could be wrong, but I think you get like 10 free links and you can set up like a custom like short link for them. So you could even name it their link, you know, like Alex Mayer file or whatever you want to call it. And then it, then it's like less of a link. It's more of like very custom. You guys are all, we're all, we're all some, I think most of us are digital marketers, right? Like we want to be very, we're very tech savvy people. So that's a really cool way. And a lot of your clients right now, I mean, you, you got to be have some downsides, but a lot of the buyers right now, you got your millennials, you got, we've even got Gen Z's that are buying right now. These Gen Z's, like they're so tech savvy, you guys. Whew. Whew. I'm like, what? what are you guys doing over there? Yeah. So um, like, just think about that as a, um, like a way to kind of like elevate yourself. And, you know, of the 40 people that are on this call, you know, maybe three of you are going to do that. And um, there you go. So. <laughs> yes, it's not very many people to do it. Um, okay, so then Angel said, "Do you use Zapier to connect Notion and Followed Bus?" Yes, I do. Yep. Uh, Notion goes to follow Followed Bus talks to Notion, which talks to Followed Bus, which talks to Google Drive, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, Zapier is Zapier is my my best friend, my best friend. Okay, so there's a couple of the ways the, some of the automations work. Now, the other way that we do um, we use follow up boss to help nurture business is through bulk email. So bulk email is a, it's a little bit of a different thought process, right? So you, do you understand the difference between like bulk email and like drip campaigns? Does everyone get that? Okay, cool. Good. I like that. <laughs> so, uh, so we use bulk email for it. The limitation to follow up boss, um, is because, um, is that they, uh, don't allow you to do like really funny emails. <laughs> Are really funny emails like you can't, you can't do like fun pretty emails it's all like email like just regular email they did allow recently it's open like where you can do an html so if you want to do like a newsletter you have to integrate mailchimp with it um that sort of thing so there are definitely some extra add-ons that you have to purchase with follow-up boss um but uh what we'll do is we'll use bulk email i mostly like it for the analytics not for the functionality before the analytics so inside uh, reporting, inside follow-up boss, um, you can, we can go and register. So we have a event coming up. So we've actually pre-written all of our email campaigns and we're actually pre-scheduled so we don't have to go in and send them. But it's really easy to see, like, to, to see what emails serve me best. What am I getting the most unsubscribes from? Like people don't like this email. This one was too spammy, too salesy. I had 12 unsubscribes from this one. So, um, <laughs> We obviously we need to figure 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 that out next time. This one is ten unsubscribes, but if you think about it, it's like a zero percent rate because I had twenty eight hundred people that went to this. Um, but this is why I like it mostly for the analytics. It's really easy to see uh, what works and what doesn't. Like I can easily scroll through here and say, okay, in the last thirty days, we've sent out these emails. This one had you know a hundred percent open rate, which is yeah, these that's different, of course. <laughs> These are for people who are in my, um, who are in my coaching. So the course they're opening my emails. Thank you guys. Thank you. All of you who are here. Thank you for opening my emails. <laughs> uh, but then like, this is how you see, it's really easy to see like what, what, what works and what doesn't. So what we do is we go through every quarter and we start to analyze, um, within our bulk emails, what work, but also within our actual email templates, 
we start to analyze what works and what doesn't. And that's when we start to make changes to some of our drip campaigns and our bulk emails. So I really like the analytics inside Follow-Up Boss and the reporting. It's really easy to use. It's not super complicated and super convoluted. So that's where I'm at. So Mahmoud is asking why the emphasis on Follow-Up Boss versus KD Core. You probably were not on the very beginning of the call when I talked about that. Um, I don't like KD Core, to be super honest with you. I think it's great as an IDX site, but as a CRM, there's way too many block, too many things that prohibit KD Core from, get, from deliverability. So I get so many emails that people send to me from KD4 that go directly into my junk, even though I mark them as safe. It's because something in the way KD4 sends emails marks it directly as spam. So that's why I don't, that's why I stopped using follow-up boss or stop, stop using KD4. And Bonnie's asking, are all those scripts in Ladyboss? How can I get the scripts? Those are mine, Bonnie. So if you want, um, you want to know a little bit more access, you can go ahead and set schedule some time on my calendar. Uh, those are not Wendy's scripts. Those are mine. Um, so there's that. Um, okay. Any questions on that? Because I know we talked about automation. We talked a little bit about email. There's so many more ways I use follow-up boss. Does anybody have any questions or want me to dive? We have five minutes. I can dive deeper into something if you'd like. No. Sweet. We're done. Does anyone else use um, either your CRM or follow-up boss in any a similar way or any other way? Or do you have any cool tips for to share? No. Linnea, I was, um, but Deanna, well, I, Deanna. Yeah. Sorry. I'm going to let Jean go. Cause I may, I'll probably just talk to you during office hours. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What I wanted to find out. Okay. Because I saw that it was so detailed the way that you had it. Did you set all of that up was majority of it in follow-up bus boss already. And you had to all me. Wow. I am a process person. I love systems. And the thing that drives me nuts, like it, it literally, it's like, really, it's kind of interesting because my disk profile, I'm a very high DI, but my C is right up here. I have like very little S, which means I'm a huge, huge risk taker. I move really fast. It's very normal. So, uh, but my C will take over if something is not, if something is not clearly laid out for me. So I went in and I had to be like, okay, what makes sense? S1, so stage one, seller one, seller two, seller three, seller four. There's different stages of sellers, different stages of buyers. Um, so I did that all myself. And I, now I teach my my admin how to do it because, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of work, but I, I, I kind of liked it. It's kind of like, um, I can do it real quick. I can sit there for like a day and get like 15 or 16 different automations and action plans completely finished. So um, if I spend a whole day doing that. Um, okay. Sarah M asked Notion. Uh, Sarah, I would I, I request that you go back and watch my previous um, uh, training that I did on Notion. Um, I also, Milu can also add the, uh, I don't know if you have the link, Milu, for that training that we did on Notion. Um, or you can add the link into the uh, Facebook group so you can go look at it in there. We also have a link, uh, an affiliate link for Notion. If you want to look into that, that is there for you. Who do I use for text strips? I use follow-up boss for text strips, but I don't do it automatically. It's all very manual for us. Um, so yeah, it does. So Matthew's asking that question. Um, it does take a little extra time, but I prefer a very manual text process because sometimes the text message really doesn't make any sense. Sometimes it like it doesn't make sense. And sometimes like I can catch where some problems are. Um, but you can with follow up us, you can add two integrations to it. Texting Betty and um, lead engage. I tried lead engage before. Um, but I just it the texting text texts were just like, 
I don't know. It just felt really spammy to me. It felt, it felt, it felt, it feels kind of spammy. Just send out like, like automated text messages. Um, so there's that. Um, Milu, could you also put the link to the Facebook group? It looks like people are asking for that. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I was to you. Uh, you cannot, in well, you, yeah, sorry. You can integrate ManyChat into follow-up boss through Zapier and we have ManyChat also integrated into follow-up boss. Uh, but the way my, my ManyChat stack works, it goes ManyChat to usually my IDXD or HomeBot, which then goes into follow-up boss. I also have uh, HomeBot um, integrated with follow-up boss through Zapier. So anytime someone makes an update in HomeBot or anytime there's some sort of issue in HomeBot, um, I actually have a task, an action plan that goes um, to set up in HomeBot for me. So HomeBot, the HomeBot integration is pretty awesome. Um, Lisa, Lisa, sorry if I'm asking, saying it the wrong way. Uh, Facebook group. Okay, there we are. Uh, and then Milo, could you put the link to the licensed agents pick my brain link? Uh, Calendly, because someone's asking for a calendar link. Um, okay. So I have a pick my brain link on my calendar that she's going to put in there. Um, and then we'll also make sure all these groups are, all these links are posted in the Facebook group too later. And then Darcy's asking, who do you use for your website provider? So I use Wix as my website. LinneaCarver.com is a Wix site. It is a personal branding site. When I got into the business, I refused to be, um, any other real estate agent and just have a real estate website. I just, that's just not me. That's not me. So um, Wix actually leads people directly to my IDX site, which is run through KV Core. So I do use KV Core only for the website functionality. That's it. But KV Core is directly integrated with follow-up boss. So anytime someone does any changes or looks at anything, I never even look at KV Core really, except to set up landing pages or suites pages, things like that. So I hope that answers your question. So, um, that question. Um, so I can use, or is it recommended to use KB Core and follow up boss uh, in tandem? Mm -hmm. Yep, that's what I do. I don't use I don't use KB Core's CRM function. I don't like the CRM function, but I use I use KB Core's website. I do like the website a lot. I love my Katie Quartzide. EastPierceHomes.com. It's very customized. It's very branded. It's very me. But it's definitely a real estate website. It's definitely a real estate website. And you guys, I hate to say it, but every single realtor's website looks exactly the same. They all do. That's why That's why I have LinneaCarver.com because it doesn't look exactly the same. So um, that was part of the reason I don't like use my Katie Quartzide as my primary site. I, I have one. I use it. Okay but it's not my primary site. Traffic is driven to LinneaCarver.com. So I have my Facebook pixel set up on LinneaCarver.com and KB Core. I have my Google Analytics ID set up on KB Core and LinneaCarver.com. I also have separate sub pages inside LinneaCarver.com, uh, which actually has separate pixel IDs in there. And so inside my Facebook ads manager, which is a totally different conversation, but inside my Facebook ads manager, I can actually go in and say which event I want Facebook ads to target based on what you do on LinneaCarver. So that's why I like it. It's a lot more, it's a lot easier to target and retarget people on a website. So, okay, Sarah, you have to search. Uh, there's no link for recordings. You have to just go scroll through or go to videos. Like we have all the past record, all the past trainings are in the Facebook group. Um, so uh, maybe if, if Milo can do some digging and find some, uh, find the video. If you want to put your email address in the chat, then Milo can email that link to you directly. Um, so put that in there and then we'll have, we'll see if Milo can find it for you, Sarah. Okay. Anything else? Okay. So a couple other things I got asked about is people want to know about ManyChat. 
Okay. Uh, do you all want to know, has anyone used ManyChat? I know if you've gone through my coaching course, you have used ManyChat. Um, if you don't, you or if you're in my coaching course right now, you will learn how to use ManyChat because it's one thing we use. Um, so I will happily share a little bit about how I use ManyChat. Um, we'll go through that next time. Um, so please be prepared. We have an affiliate link. So if you are wanting to look into ManyChat, um, <laughs> we will make sure that we share our affiliate link with you so you can you can type a look at it. So Amelia, did you get all those email addresses? There's a few. I can't hear you, my dear. Sorry, those headphones sometimes. <laughs> Len, Lenny, can you throw the um, ManyChat uh, affiliate link into the- The Facebook uh, group. The Facebook group or this chat. So yeah. you just put it at the bottom. So if we want to just jump in and and start working on it before yeah. next week. Yeah, I would, I would like, that's what we'll do. We'll get you the link for um, ManyChat, the affiliate link. Because if you are wanting to look into it, I will strongly request because I'm going to teach you. I really request that you use my affiliate link because I'll tell you what, I really like the affiliate referral codes for ManyChat. So we'll get that for you. Um, I don't know if we have it accessible right now, but we will post it in the Facebook group today because we have to probably dig for that one. Um, but okay. So we'll talk about that a little bit next week. We'll, we'll kind of talk about why ManyChat is a must, absolute must. If you want to invest in one piece of technology, one new piece of technology, it absolutely must be ManyChat. It's only $25 a month, okay? So there we go. And we're going to talk about that more next week. And um, we'll see you all later. Have a great day. Thanks, Thanks today. Thanks for today. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our eXp organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about eXp or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.